It's the show the establishment warned you about. That's right. It's the Dr. Tommy Show. Thank you for joining us today. It's the uh, end of the week. It's the week after Memorial Day weekend, and it's a great day to be in the free state of Florida, although part of the free state of Florida, part of being in the free state of Florida means you're also in Biden's America, which is currently sucking more and more each day. I uh, hope you all had a good weekend. Uh, we had a good weekend. We had one of those parties that back uh, a year ago would have been considered highly irregular, that meaning that we had people over without masks. We did not check any vaccination cards. We did not uh, even ask people in at all about vaccines, actually. And there was a bunch of people there. I mean, it was shoulder to shoulder in the pool. And it was really a scary situation if it had been a year ago when Dr. Fauci was telling us that we were going to uh, all die from COVID if we went to go see your grandmother or not. But now, now, think it, thankfully, with because of uh, the leadership of people like Dr. Fauci, we don't have to worry about it anymore as much. So, although you probably should still be worried about, it. actually, you probably will need to be more worried about it come. Uh, 2022 uh, midterm elections, then you will have to worry more and more about uh, COVID again and probably vote for home. You know, um, part of Biden's America is uh, living in this uh, increasingly expensive uh, place where you have to pay nearly $100 every time you fill up, if you fill up with the cheap stuff more than a hundred dollars for sure. If you fill up with anything greater than 87 uh, octane and this is something that's unsustainable. And the reason that it is here is probably because of malfeasance on the part of multiple people in the elections community, mostly in the uh, uh, blue States that were the, the, the toss up States. You know, we would just, uh, we just watched that movie last night, 2000 Mules documentary, and it was uh, Dinesh D'Souza's documentary about how they were using mules to traffic votes, basically, to these drop boxes. And I challenge anyone who is uh, not believing that there was ballot trafficking taking place to watch that movie and then tell me what you think. Just like I challenge anyone to watch the movie um, that anybody who's a climate change uh, advocate believing that climate change is man-made climate change is a threat to our world and the way that we change climate change is to enact the uh, policies that are espoused by the climate change community such as driving electric cars eating vegetables instead of meat um, all kinds of things whatever Uh, watch the movie planet of the humans which is by uh, Michael Moore of all people. And, um, you've got something else here in a stack later about Michael Moore that I want to talk about. But anyway, watch that. And then tell me if you still believe as fervently as you did before about the green movement and uh, climate change. And tell me if you think it's all on the up and up, because I think if you are, um, honest with yourself, you'll say after watching that documentary that you do not think it is necessarily on the up and up. You may still believe in climate change. You may still think that we're going to um, uh, die and burn up if we don't enact these policies. But you're going to also say, I think some of the people who purport to be uh, climate change advocates for the sake of climate change, for the sake of our uh, population, our human, our, uh, our families and our children, you're going to say, well, it turns out those people are shysters and a lot of those people are just in it for the money. And uh, I think if you, you watch that, it'll open, open up your eyes. 2,000 mules we watched last night. Same thing. If you think that the 20, 2020 election was completely, as they said in the mantra, there's an opening mantra 
of all these elected officials, Democrat and Republican, but they use the same verbiage over and over again that is was told to them apparently, or they, they just copy each other like parrots. But uh, it, they said it's the safest election ever, safest, most secure, safest, most secure, secure election ever, safest, most secure over and over and over. And they tell us it's the safest, and most secure. They do not give us any evidence why it was the safest and most secure. They just say it. And uh, as a famous uh, Nazi propagandist once said, if you repeat the same lie over and over and over again, pretty soon it becomes a truth. And uh, so the 2000 Mules uh, documentary is they say it's the safest election ever over and over again. But they go on to show how how coordinated and organized as one of the uh, people in the documentary says this is organized crime how um, this is uh, was something that was probably most likely true that that was stolen from Donald Trump which gave us Biden's America so I encourage you to watch that 2000 mules Um, there's a lot of things if you basically what they say is that they have these people who they use cell phone data for and they track them using pings to cell phone towers and they can use this data and they can track people based on the data where they went and they use these criteria saying that if these people went to 10 drop boxes or more in a period of time and then also at the same time where was we're going to uh, community nonprofits and and going then to these drop boxes and they called that person a mule and then their their uh, theory was that based on the cell phone data that the, the nonprofits were securing ballots from whoever people, non-people fake ballots, real ballots, who knows people in nursing homes. Uh, and then they were getting these ballots for these mules to come there and pick up and then go take to the, uh, drop boxes and do this over and over and over again. So they use this very high standard to 10 drop boxes. And also they had to go to the community centers in the meantime. And if you look at the fact checkers out there, PolitiFact or New York Times, whoever, Newsweek, they'll say, well, this this data is not uh, this is not reliable. And uh, then they also have video then. They said they have video of these people because this is information that you can get uh, FOIA type stuff. And they have videos of people at these drop boxes because most of the, all the drop boxes are supposed to have video cameras, but not all of them did. And in the ones that did have video cameras, this group, True the Vote, uh, secured that video. And it was, um, it was, by their words, very hard to get. But anyway, they got 4 million uh, minutes of video. And some of these, they show these people walking up to these ballots boxes, putting ballot boxes in there, and then taking off their gloves, plastic gloves, and throwing them away. So I read a, uh, before I saw the video, I, I heard about this. So I, I read one of the fact checkers because it's fun to read what the fact checkers have to say because they're always left wing. In fact, there's no such thing as a right wing fact checker, except uh, Gateway Pundit kind of has a fact check thing that they use as a almost satire for what fact checking is. But anyway, all fact checkers that you are aware of that employ are employed by Facebook or whoever who are seen as, oh, just arbiters of truth. They're completely uh, ambivalent about political parties, blah, blah, blah. They're all left wing. I guarantee you. Anyway, uh, even Snopes, you know, uh, unless they're talking about some hoax of a giant hog that was shot in Georgia, then that may be accurate fact checking that is not left wing. But anyway, politically fact checked stuff is all left wing. Anyway, they have these fact checkers saying, well, the reason that they were probably wearing gloves and and uh, Dennis D'Souza doesn't talk about this in his documentary, which shows that he has uh, malice and he's, he's being untruthful. Is it was December. And of, of course, people would wear gloves in December because it's cold. And so 
for all you out there who are, uh, believe that you work nylon gloves or uh, vinyl gloves to protect yourself from winter, then you may not be moved by this documentary, 2000 Mules. Uh, and they also go on to say about how these, um, these, these boxes were paid for by people like Mark Zuckerberg and in particular in, in Philadelphia, Pennsylvania, where they had the most mules, over a thousand mules. Anyway, watch it, 2,000 Mules. I bought the DVD because I wanted to uh, own it. You can also stream it. Uh, I believe it's 2,000mules.com, but also Salem Media is where you can stream it and buy it. And we got it. They said that it would be a, be a while to get it, but we got it within, within a week. Anyway, that's part of Biden's America is uh, living with these uh, extremely high gas prices and extremely high food prices. And uh, one of the things that it, uh, was concerning to me recently is that, you know, we, we had a couple issues with our, our home, our homestead. We have a well uh, for you people in New York City. A well is something where you go out and there's a pump and water is drawn from the from the ground and then put into a tank and then sent into your home. And that's how you get your water. So that's how we live out here in some parts of the free state. And so it doesn't just come from the, you know, from the concrete and you know where it came from. Anyway, that's what a well is. Anyway, so we had a well that went on the fritz and we had a water softener that went on the fritz at the same time as kind of one of those joys of home ownership. Anyway, two of the people that we contacted to do the, the, um, the service on these things were not able to do it in a timely fashion because they didn't have any help. And uh, they had people call in, text call in, or that just didn't have the help in general. And I'm thinking this is something that, back to Biden's America, the high cost of living in Tampa and the high cost of living anywhere with gas prices and food prices, but particularly housing in Tampa, is driving these uh, workers who are not making enough money, basically, to survive in Tampa out of here, I think. And this is actually one of the... um, ideas from one of our patients who was a concrete uh, contractor and he says that they're having trouble getting guys to work on concrete because no one can afford to live in tampa this is another side effect of biden's america and uh you know it's not it's not just uh you know me and other people that are saying this that there's a you know elon musk here is this from the gateway pundit says he has a bad feeling about the economy cuts tesla workforce they said uh, Elon Musk uh, cut the Tesla workforce by 10% and could mean 10,000 layoffs, a real hit to already suffering job market. So they have a hundred thousand people and they're cutting 10% of their employees. And this is Tesla. So Tesla is the darling or used to be the darling of the, uh, of the kind of establishment because they were green, right? They're green. They plug, plug in electric cars, drive around electric cars save the earth uh, electricity comes from windmills and uh, solar power only no fossil fuels are used in the conduction of electricity that goes into the tesla car that then you just drive around yeah, obviously that's not true but that was the you know that's what they sell it as anyway t- so elon musk is on the is as much as anybody someone who is with the establishment and, and even he is saying look i have a bad feeling about this he quoted a super bad feeling and he's not the only one the jamie diamond who was with a uh, J.P. Morgan Chase also says, he said, there's a coming uh, financial hurricane, I believe he called it, economic hurricane. And so all these things are the things that Joe Biden's America has brought us. And what can we do to get out of this? I don't know, to tell you the truth. It's getting to the point where you think that, yeah, I don't know. I don't know what to do. What, what What's to do? They say you should vote, which if you watch 2000 Mules, you may vote and it may not even matter. 
But here's part of the problem. So this is uh, Nancy Pelosi's uh, House Republican. I'm sorry, House uh, House Representatives. Uh, you know, Nancy Pelosi's husband recently was drunk driving and crashed his car. So he must have got into Nancy's stash and then went driving around. But anyway, says this from the Hill. Uh, Peloton booze delivery perks for house staff draw ire from the GOP. New perks and services in the works for house staff, particularly Peloton app memberships and direct to office alcohol delivery are getting pushback from Republicans. A sign noticed by Republicans outside the Food Service Administration in the Rayburn House office building advertised, quote, six pack and more, with, quote, drinks on demand at drinks.house.gov, which I went to and it's, it doesn't work. So it's probably one of these things where you have to be inside their intranet to make that work. And it says, it says, uh, the ordering website has drinks that are beer, wine, liquor, juice, soda, and more that can be for pickup or delivery to your office. So this is estimated to cost the Peloton membership and the, uh, the alcohol delivery. Get this up and running is about a hundred thousand dollars a year, depending on how many people sign up. That's the seriousness of which we have, uh, people who are in power are taking this, this, uh, Biden's America falling off the edge of the earth catastrophe. Uh, how, how seriously they're taking it. They're getting booze delivered. Uh, oh, here we go. This is interesting. This is uh, this is from last week. This is sfgate.com. It says, California Governor Gavin Newsom tests positive for COVID-19 will get Paxlovid, Paxlovid prescription. So this is one of those breakthrough cases, you know, right? We were told one in 5,000 Joe Biden so confidently read off the teleprompter. One in 5,000 are going to get COVID if they've had the vaccine. Turns out everyone who gets the vaccine generally nowadays is someone who's or generally everyone that you read about who has getting is getting COVID has had the vaccine. Uh, so there, there's really no difference between people who have had the vaccine and people who have not had the vaccine getting COVID. There may be a difference in how you do and it may make you feel better and it may actually help you. But as far as getting COVID, the lie that they told us was that if you get the vaccine, you're not going to have to worry about it, which is clearly a lie and was a lie. And I believed it was a lie back then. But it says he tested positive for COVID-19 just 10 days after receiving a second booster vaccine. Now, isn't that interesting? Because if you look out there in the um, in the media, I'm sorry, the uh, the alternative media, probably, you'll see that there is uh, some theories that the vaccine actually makes it a pro-inflammatory state that would make you more susceptible in the short term to get the, the booster. I'm sorry, to get the virus after you've got your booster. Uh, don't quote me on that, because if you do, uh, uh, I might be thrown into the uh, YouTube gulag for disinformation. But anyway, that's something that they, they say is out there. But it's just interesting. And I've seen this anecdotally, too, that people who have just got the vaccine and got the booster or and or have just got COVID could be a coincidence. Who knows? The important thing to know is that the vaccine does not prevent you from getting COVID by and large. Uh, but this says that he's going to be get. He says grateful to be vaccinated and for treatments like Paxlovid. Well, it's interesting because Paxlovid is a five day regimen. He's going to start it immediately, even though he is having very mild symptoms. And my understanding is you, Paxlovid is for people who are maybe having a very bad problem or maybe are high risk. Gavin Newsom probably is one of the healthiest people in the world. Uh, I, I doubt Gavin Newsom has ever. Uh, uh, 
worked a hard day in his life. And so therefore he's got a very uh, healthy set of lungs. I imagine he's probably never been exposed to any type of environmental hazards through his work that would have him have uh, predisposed to lung conditions. And he, and he looks like he's a healthy guy. He probably has uh, a personal trainer comes to his house and a chef. So this guy should be doing all right by my mind, but they're going to give him a Paxlovid anyway. The Paxlovid is interesting because they sent a reminder or sorry, a um, educational piece to me recently through the email it says this is from the FDA actually it said this is what to do if you get Pax if you get Paxlovid they treat your COVID and then your COVID symptoms come back this is what you should do and it basically is you should re-isolate for five days like if you never took in it before uh, taken it before and now then um, the, the the CEO of Pfizer funny enough said well maybe you should take another Paxlovid uh, dose after that and then the FDA said no 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 don't say that so if you get Paxlovid apparently you can get COVID resurgence or rebound they call it after you finished it it'd be like if i had a person with strep throat and i said look i'm gonna give you this uh penicillin you're gonna take it for 10 days uh i want you to just take it for 10 days and then there's a chance that the pen that the the strep throat's going to come back and then then you have to retreat itself you have to retreat yourself but the thing is the difference between strep throat is is if you get strep throat and don't treat it you can be in a bad situation because you can get uh, autoimmune diseases like rheumatic heart disease if you get coronavirus and don't treat it by and large you're going to be better you know there's a very small percentage of people who aren't better and they do you know they can, can even uh, go to a hospital or, or, or have a you know die from it but overall most people do fine so it's interesting that you're going to get this Paxlovid prescription to treat COVID and then the COVID goes away and then it comes back potentially. Who knows if that comes back because of the Paxlovid or not? We'll never know, obviously, because they will never, ever, uh, they'll, they'll never release that data. This is something else about uh, COVID. This is from Just the News. It says, Fauci's researchers find better antibody response from natural immunity than Moderna vaccine. Well, isn't that interesting? Because that's the kind of thing that if you posted it on Twitter a couple of years ago, or even maybe now, it would find you banned from Twitter. And uh, so basically what they're saying is with this COVID vaccine, you'll get the anti-spike antibody. Well, there's also a nucleocapsid on a virus. So if you think of a virus, a virus is a very simple molecule, kind of looks like a satellite. It's got a, a central body that houses the uh, nucleic acid, whether it be RNA or DNA. And then it's got these little projectiles on the sides. That's the attachment gear, so to speak. And so the spike protein is the attachment gear of COVID. And then the nuclear capsid is the protein that surrounds it. Um, so when you have this COVID infection, you get uh, antibodies afterwards to both the spike protein and also the nuclear capsule. Well, it turns out the people who've had the vaccine and then get COVID do not develop the nuclear capsid unless they get COVID at a very high uh, infection uh, load. And this was a blinded study of Moderna's 30,000 adult vaccine trial. And it said basically that 40% of those with the vaccine developed anti-nucleocapsid antibodies. The figure was twice as high, 93% for those given the placebo. So this is an interesting case. So this is what they took uh, people, 30,000 adults, and they said, look, you're either going to get the vaccine or the placebo. And the ones that got the placebo developed better antibodies, meaning more broad antibodies, anti-nucleocapsid and anti-spike than those who just got the, uh, who got the vaccine and then got the infection. But the funny thing is, is what were they searching for? Cause they're giving these people the vaccine. 
I suspect when they did that, they were thinking, now these people are not going to get COVID. But hell no, a lot of them got COVID. So that's that just blows more holes into this whole COVID vaccine uh, propaganda uh, and really um, pro- uh, harassment that took place over the last few years of people who did not get the COVID vaccine and were ostracized and made to feel like they're bad human beings uh, because they didn't get the COVID vaccine because they're now uh, making people at risk. When in actuality, all it did was make them more at risk personally because you could still get COVID and you can still pass it on as Gavin Newsom shows you and as uh Jen Psaki showed you twice, and as uh, Kamala Harris has showed you, and uh, whoever else. Uh, we had these shootings. We have these shootings keep going on and on and on and on. Another part of Biden's America, the hell on earth that is Biden's America, is these mass shootings. And you may say, well, you know, the shootings took place under Trump, too. Yeah, they did. Uh, but I don't remember when they took place under Trump if they were so seized on as effectively and immediately as the politicians have seized on shootings now to push their uh, political agendas. And so what I'm talking about is when there was a shooting in Buffalo of a white supremacist self-described amongst black people and killed many black people. The first thing that they pointed out was the motives of the white supremacist. They did not even wait for these poor people's uh, family members to... um, uh, to process this at all before they were swooped in like vultures and then held press conferences, uh, Al, Al Sharpton style with, you know, uh, people standing behind you is is disgusting. And so you have that. Then you have the elementary school shooting. Another one that is seized upon immediately because they said it was done with an AR-15. And that was another thing. These shootings are very concerning in the way that they are are portrayed and the immediate uh, the the way that they happen the immediate ability for the politicians to mold that into their um, to their economic or I'm sorry not, political advantage uh, it's it's so interesting that there's a shooting and, and then immediately afterwards the the gun that was used in the shooting is now targeted politically. Uh, I don't know. It, it, I don't know if it'll ever come out, but I'm wondering who who helps these people become shooters. These two kids, actually, two kids, these two little a-holes uh, who were the shooters in the elementary school and the Buffalo shooting were 18 years old. Both of those kids, a-holes, were isolated for two years because of people like Dr. Fauci. And actually, there was a uh, interview with the Buffalo shooter, I believe it was. No, it was not the Buffalo shooter. Uvalde shooter interviewed both his parents. Okay, so the Uvalde shooter shot children. What a sick piece of crap he is, right? Who? What other word definition can you say except he's a, a human uh, garbage? He's human debris. He's anyway. As my grandfather used to say, uh, he's not worth a bucket of water if he was on fire. This guy uh, shot up children and uh, his parents, though, he, he shot his grandmother in the face prior to shooting up these children. And then he posted on Instagram about it, of course, because that's what you do. You know, of all these shootings, they always talk about, oh, we need to ban guns. How about we need to ban Instagram or put put a how about this? They're talking about putting a, a age limit on um, 
on guns? Why don't they put an age limit on Instagram or doing mental health checks before you can get on Instagram? Because this seems to be what's driving it more than anything is this uh, desire to be famous on social media. Um, so anyway, these these animals, this animal posted on Instagram that he was going to go shoot somebody, and then he shot his grandmother in the face. And then they interviewed his parents, and his parents were saying, well, his father said, uh, don't call my son a monster. Uh, he He's not a monster. And uh, anyway, I'm partially to blame for this because I hadn't seen my son for two years very much because I was scared of COVID. This is the insanity of, of people like Fauci and, and the government in general, which is made people who are vulnerable to this, not everyone, but people who are mentally vulnerable to this type of uh, indoctrination, scared out of their wits to the point where they didn't see their child and potentially contributed to this uh, piece of crap shooting up people. And then they interviewed his mother and his mother said something about, uh, um, I don't know. I don't want to, I don't want people to be mad at him and forgive him. Forgive me. I, I just know he had his reasons. So I'm thinking this kid has two parents, which are clearly, uh, not, uh, uh, brain surgeons. And then he's been isolated for two years, been on Instagram, probably been doing uh, online gaming, probably. And then the big thing is, is that he had this guy who was, um, grooming him so to speak he was as like kind of his mentor online that they found and he was he was he was encouraging him to do this and take the next step in life. here's a question where did this guy get the guns he's not a he doesn't have a job as far as we know his family is not wealthy as far as we know where did this guy get the guns it makes you very concerned that there's something else more nefarious going on than as it was in the election just a bunch of people wanted to vote for joe biden uh, so when these shootings happen, who is behind it? Is this just an organic thing where this guy, this kid, or is, are they groomed? And if they are groomed, who are they groomed by? And I guarantee you, they're not groomed by the NRA. Um, you know, the, the Joe Biden thing, the, the, the election, there's so much about that election, which was fishy and which just 2000 mules points out. And you always knew it. Not you you all necessarily, but you people who are, who are, uh, suspicious about, you knew it from the beginning, from the, the people who are suspicious about the election. Now, I would assume probably um, 90% of them more were suspicious on the night of the election. Cause it seems so odd. Go to bed, you wake up and it's completely different. Uh, the, the numbers change in the middle of the night while you're sleeping, they stop the voting and then the numbers change. And then the other thing is, in these very select districts, which a lot of times coincided where the 2000 mules mules were, this is where you saw enormous turnout, sometimes close to 100 percent, quote unquote, turnout for uh, election. And these uh, these you could say, well, they were just so excited to vote for Biden. Uh, that, that Trump was such a bad guy, orange man, bad. Everyone want to get rid of him. Even the suburban uh, GOP moms want to get rid of him. So that's why the huge turnout. Okay, let's say that's the case. Why did that turnout take place only in these select cities, these select swing swing states and municipalities where they could get these uh, votes? Why did it only take place there? Because it didn't take place in California. It didn't take place in New York City. Uh, it didn't take place in Boston. It took place in the swing states. It took place in the place where the outcome wasn't necessarily as cut and dry as it was in California or New York or, or, or Washington. And so you have to ask yourself. So if you look back at and this is this was brought up a long time ago with Joe Cortez, Brett up, who was um, Steve Cortez, worked with Trump. Anyway, he said, 
Look at the election. There were a massive turnout in these small these swing states over and above what Obama got. Okay, Obama, by and large, was the most popular president in in recent history uh, amongst the Democrats. Let's put it that way. And Joe Biden somehow dithering, uh, stumbling, spittering, sputtering, uh, non, not able to read a teleprompter, not able to leave his uh, basement for periods longer than a few days to go do these pre-screened uh, interviews with uh, canned questions from journalists and these circle, small, you stand in a circle rallies. Joe Biden, this Joe Biden, who has tried and failed every other time he's failed miserably, every time he's been to president, tried to run for president before this guy was the one who was just going to make the numbers go through the roof for himself so much more than for joe Biden or for sorry for obama yet in these other districts like i said new york and california all these that didn't happen why is that you have to you have to ask yourself that and so the same thing is you have to ask yourself why is it that these kids are shooting or these a-holes are shooting up these schools you know, it reminds me of the Las Vegas shooter. Remember him? There was a Las Vegas shooter. He shot up a bunch of people. No one knows how he got all the arms up there. It was like a, uh, it, it, there was, there was a lot of guns up there and he supposedly did this all by himself and no one saw him carry him in. No one saw him, uh, anybody coming and going. And that was it. It was gone and vanished and no one's asked any, um, real probing questions afterwards. That's a similar thing. Oh, what happened? What really happened with this? What's really happening with these shootings? Are they just these organic things? And are they something where if we just pass gun reform and then if, if we listen to Joe Biden, then then it'll all be solved. If we just ban now, we got to ban bump stocks. We got to ban ghost guns, whatever the hell that is. We have to raise the uh, limit of our age limit for buying guns. And then we have to uh, do something else. You know, who knows? Sell the basket of things they've always done. Oh, assault, assault rifle. Uh, uh, ban whatever assault rifle is i tell you what assault weapon ban uh if you ban assault weapons quote unquote and you ban ar-15s let's say and someone shoots you with a 38 special right in the head are you happy that the assault weapons were banned and now you know that 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 38 special is not going to kill you it doesn't matter what the hell they're called assault weapon is anything i can make an assault weapon out of a broomstick but this is just a way. And this which brings me to this point about one of the other things I want to cover is uh, back to Michael Moore, who did the Planet of the Humans. Michael Moore is, to me, uh, kind of a gross person. He's His ideas are, uh, he just, he comes across to me as gross. I will say this, though. I do respect him. Not for the fact that, uh, only for the fact that Planet of the Humans, because that's one of the big facts, Is but for this, too. This is another thing. This is from The Blaze. Far left Michael Moore declares, quote, it's time to repeal the Second Amendment. But gun rights supporters fire back in defiance. Come and take it. All right. So why would I like Michael Moore? Because he said, let's repeal the Second Amendment. This is why I like it. This is why I like him or I respect him. Let's put it this way, because he is intellectually honest. Uh, Joe Biden, if he was intellectually honest and actually believed what he read off the teleprompter, would say it's time to repeal the Second Amendment. Nancy Pelosi, if she was not drunk and uh, believed what she was saying, would say it's time to repeal the Second Amendment. 
And Mitch McConnell, if you could understand what he was saying when he was speaking about going to meet the people halfway and, and pass sensible gun control, if he was serious about what he wanted to do, he'd say it's time to repeal the Second Amendment. But they, none of them say this. But Michael Moore says it. So he says, uh, who will, this was, he was on MSNBC, who will say on this network or any other network in the next few days, it's time to repeal the Second Amendment. And uh, more, someone said, uh, he, he mimics somebody said, you can't say that. And then more says, well, why not? Uh, he goes, I truly believe if Jefferson and Washington and Madison, if they all knew that the bullet would be invented some 50 years after our revolution, I don't know if they would have written the second amendment that way they didn't even know what a bullet was it didn't exist until the 1830s if they had any idea that there would be this kind of carnage you have to believe the founders of our country wouldn't support it that is the crux of this the matter that we need to discuss is this the cause of all of this carnage the bullets the guns or is it the cause of the uh, rot of our society and you all know what I think, but this is what the people who on, on the left are not uh, intellectually honest enough to admit is this is what their end goal is to repeal the Second Amendment, because if you repeal the Second Amendment, then you are quickly on your way to establishing full control over the citizens uh, without any pushback at all, much like they did in Australia, where they lock people in their houses, like they do in China, like they do in New York City, you are at the um, you you are at the mercy of the government if they ban the Second Amendment and you don't have any way to protect yourself. This is the thing that we need to discuss. Should we ban the Second Amendment? And I'm glad that he said that because I think the more people discuss this, the more they will see that the Second Amendment is not the Second Amendment and gun ownership is not the cause of why we are having these shootings. It is because of general societal rot is because of the uh, uh, it's not the ease of access to guns. It is the ease of access to uh, becoming a deranged lunatic on your own because we have a society now which uh, openly openly uh, uh, declares religious organizations to be uh, non non accepting uh, they their religious religious people are bigoted uh, we've t- we've taken all of the uh, morals that we used to be related to judeo-christian uh, beliefs out of the school system and replaced them with uh, quasi humanistic uh, goals of equality and everything else that is uh, not done anything to promote uh, a nuclear family if you look at these kids like i said the family of this kid that was this a-hole that shot up the students the little babies in uh in uh, uvalde you see his parents are just completely whacked and this this father was saying that he was too scared to go see his son and then he wished the son would have come and shot him up instead i mean this is what is causing uh gun violence is societal rot uh absence of fathers uh, big government coming in and taking the place of fathers that's a big thing and if you look in the neighborhoods look at these neighborhoods these people you're talking about being at, at the mercy of the government look at the inner cities look at the inner cities where you can't own a handgun you have not seen more carnage and more poor innocent people murdered and maybe non-innocent people, but murder taking place in the inner cities where they have all of the gun control and yet we are still to believe that gun control is the answer uh, but we need to talk about the Second Amendment. We need to talk about whether we need to ban it. And that's what we need to talk about. Not this tinkering around the edges. Uh, let's talk about that. Because then we'll actually get people to, to admit. Uh, every now and then you'll get them to talk long enough. They'll admit to what their actual, uh, actual goal is. 
with a person like Joe Biden, his, his frontal lobe is so shot, he admits it all the time, reading the quiet part out loud because he's, like I said, his frontal lobe is shot. But the others know enough to keep it, you know, keep it hidden. And, and But Joe Biden may be, if he talks long enough, maybe say he needs to repeal the Second Amendment. Uh, but I think it's back to this thing. The more we talk about it, it's similar to the Roe versus Wade. Uh, when that came out, people were saying, well, we, this is going to be a blow to conservatives because, uh, you know, now this is out in the open and there's going to be so much pushback. And But actually, the more you talk about it, something controversial like that, which has not been addressed except on the very superficial emotional level, potentially beforehand by politicians, especially if you take it down to the core concepts and you get some people who are honest with themselves and really want to have a discussion about they'll talk about things like that so they'll talk about is is a um is a human alive when they're in the body or not uh and then they'll talk about things as if we ban guns is it really going to uh, solve the the problem with mass shootings is it going to solve the problem with violent crime uh but uh, but so if we talk more about banning the second amendment just like if we talk more about abortion you'll see uh if you are on the on the right, you will see that that will benefit you. I think. I remember reading this thing before as a Barbara Bush, uh, Barbara Bush, the mother of uh, George W. Bush, the husband. Uh, I'm sorry, wife of George H. W. Bush. I remember reading before in her memoir she was writing about abortion because she was kind of torn about it, as a lot of people are, and she said that uh, she said if abortion, if 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 a, if, if a fetus inside is a human being alive, then taking that uh human is is basically uh, immoral but if that person is not alive then it's okay because it wasn't alive and i'm thinking this is the reason that we need to have more talk about abortion because i can honestly tell you guys uh it did not take an embryology class for me to understand that when as a human alive or not but i can tell you if if, if that's the kind of question it comes down to it would take a five-minute explainer video from PragerU to help you understand that. Then you can make the decision whether or not it's okay to uh, terminate a pregnancy. But if your question is, is when does life start, it's very easy to understand, or very easy to, to avail yourself to the knowledge, and then you make the decision yourself. This is back to the 2,000 Mules. The One of the people in the 2,000 Mules documentary was a whistleblower and if you read the uh the prolifact or the effect checkers they say this this is just one whistleblower and 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 she can't be trusted anyway there's a whistleblower who lived in this county where or this district where there was a lot of uh illegal ballot harvesting in st louis uh, Arizona, St. Louis, Louise. Anyway, they interviewed this lady and she said that she was used as a mule and she described in detail how the mule operation worked. And she, uh, she, she so she was on this and disguised in a video, disguised her voice, disguised, they put her in a shadow and everything. Well, here it is. This is a hundred percent fed up. Hell freezes over AP reports of on arrest of well-known democratic operative evolved in sophisticated Arizona ballot harvesting scheme. In what can only be described as a random act of journalism, the AP has reported about an illegal ballot scheme in Arizona. The massive illegal ballot scheme involved Guillermina 
Fuentes, a 66-year-old Democrat operative, and Alma Juarez, who were indicted in December 2020 on one count of ballot abuse or harvesting. In October 2021, conspiracy forgery and additional cases of ballot harvesting were added to the charges. Fuentes is accused of taking part in a sophisticated 2020 illegal ballot collecting scheme in St. Louis, Arizona. So this is um, directly related to what's uncovered in 2000 Mules. And uh, so this is something that maybe this is the tip of the iceberg. We're actually going to see something. I saw uh, 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 Attorney General Barr, that, that guy, you know, Attorney General Barr, when he was first hired, he was like, you know, he was dirty, hairy. He was going to fix things. And he came in there and did almost nothing. Did like a few things more than Jeff Sessions did, who did absolutely nothing when he was in there. Anyway, uh, Attorney General Barr said, um, uh, he said that uh, the the justice system is rigged against uh, the GOP or something like that. And I was thinking, well, that's that's nice to come out and say that now. How about you have done something? Oh, how about you did something against, uh, said something about it when you were actually in power? It says, this is from ProTrumpNews.com. AG Barr spotted leaving January 6th panel offices. Quote, Barr says, uh, U.S. Just legal system is rigged against Republicans. Well, nice of you to say that now. Too bad you didn't do it later. Uh, earlier. This is the last thing from the COVID situation. NFL suspends COVID testing regardless of vaccine status. The NFL announced, this is from Breitbart, but the NFL announced on Thursday they would no longer test players for the virus regarding of their, regardless of their vaccination status. Decision handed down by the NFL's management council was reported by NFL media's Tom Pelliser. So uh, this is funny because they're not going to be screening these guys anymore because they, you know, they know as much as we know. If you, they're going to still test them if they're sick. But if you have a vaccine or you don't have a vaccine, the chances of you having COVID that you, you would not ever be able to bet any amount of money and make money off that bet because it doesn't matter. Ask everybody, uh, ask, ask everybody, like I said, from uh, Gavin Newsom on down to Kamala Harris and all all the way down the line. All these vaccinated people triple, double boosted to get COVID. And then finally, the NFL stepped up and said, we're not going to test them anymore. COVID testing should still occur when clinically indicated at the direction of the club physician. It says they will not be tested regardless of their vaccination status. But there's still people out there who are not able to work because they're not vaccinated or who are, who are forced to do weird things like wear a mask uh, while they're uh, indoors all the time. Yet the people who are vaccinated who sit right across from them don't have to wear a mask. Yet the person who's vaccinated right across from them with no mask has almost exactly the same amount of ability, if not more, to get COVID. I don't know. It's something where we're, you're going to have to just uh, you're going to have to stay uh, vigilant and ask questions and always question authorities. Thank God it says here that Dr. Fauci is stepping down in 2024. <laughs> I say that, and then the next headline. This is from Pro Trump News. White House COVID vax for children under age five may start by June 21st. Honestly, can't tell you guys to, what to do from a medical standpoint, but read on your own, for God's sakes. If, if you're going to vaccinate your child, read what the, the seriousness of this vaccine is. What is the risk? Ask your doctor, what is the risk of my child developing a complication? What are some of the complications they can get? And uh, ask them specifically, well, if my child gets myocarditis, what will that look like from this shot? And make them answer you before you give your 
child of COVID vaccines, for God's sakes. And I can tell you, we're never, <laughs> wouldn't it? You would have to put me in prison before I would do that to my children. And I still wouldn't do it. All right. Well, that's it for today. I wish y'all a happy weekend. And then if you want to go to drtommy.com, check us out on the drtommy.com slash podcast. And if you are a patriot in the Tampa Bay area and you want to learn more about concierge medicine, come in and see us and we will be glad to see you. So until next time, bye-bye. 